0: Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. They're wonderful lads that do a great job there. And it's worth reading about that man there. Karim Benzema the needs to rest, and the numbers reveal why.
1: Welcome to the Managing Madrid podcast. It is not Kian Sobani here today. It is Matt Wiltsey. Um, I will be hosting the podcast as Keon is on baby watch. He's about to have baby number two, and um, a lot of the a lot of the group was out. Ohm's out of the country. Gabe is not available. So you have myself and Lucas Navarrete. Navarrete is on on the other line. Lucas, how you doing?
0: Hey man, thanks for having me. Hope everyone isn't disappointed by by having us.
1: Yeah, hopefully not, but uh we'll look to do we'll look to do the podcast some justice here. So obviously today we're here to talk about the Real Madrid versus Catafe game. Uh Real Madrid won this game three nothing, but Lucas, it was it was not an easy game. I mean, especially that first half. What what did you think?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It was one of those games that you're so glad you can win because you know this is this is the these are the games that you need to to end up getting the three points on in order to to compete for for the title against this Barcelona team so in the end, Real Madrid struggled a lot in the first half, it could have been easily like a two goal or three goal had half a lead by half time but in the end Real Madrid just found a way through and scored two goals of set pieces, and those are the kind of competitive games that you need to. To have throughout throughout an season, even though you're obviously not performing at the level you were expected to, but in the end, it's three points and those kinds of of wins that you need to to achieve to to get the title.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're spot on, and I think in that first half you called it out. We we were fortunate not to be behind. Thibaut Courtois made three world class saves. I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was probably his
0: best 45
1: minutes in a Real Madrid yeah. shirt. Yeah. I agree, definitely,
0: and yeah.
1: So, I mean, when you are you would expect Real Madrid to go into that match knowing that they're playing Bordalas' Gatafe, They're going to pressure you, they're going to hound you. It's going to be a physical, cagey match. Why do you think Zidane went with that Luka Modric, Casemiro, Toni Kroos midfield?
0: I have no idea and I didn't see it coming at all because I, I obviously expected Valverde to start, I think. If there's if there's a game in La Liga where you need Valverde, it's probably this one. <laughs> it's probably this one because his physical presence in the midfield is so so needed against against Getafe's own physicality and roughness in the. Really, in in all three lines of the uh, of their team, so I didn't see it coming. And you know, Zidane in the end decided to go with Modric, Isco, and, and and cross, all playing and trying to control the tempo of the game. But it obviously didn't work very well with Real Madrid. The struggle, not only you know creating chances, but also maintaining control and and keeping possession of the uh, of the ball. Yeah, I
1: mean for me, Fede Valverde along with Casemiro should be. one of the first two names on the team sheet especially for the midfield I mean unless you're looking to rest him and honestly Getafe away from home we had just dropped points in our last three games this is not a game that you're looking to rest anybody so Fede Valverde should be in that midfield and you're you're exactly right this game was perfect for him it was a physical battle we needed his legs we needed his lungs His just energy everything he brings to that midfield. uh, I just, for me, the the decline. Luka Modric. I mean, obviously he scored today wow. and he showed off. He showed off his engine in 96 minutes. But, but I just thought he lost way too many passes in the first half. Lost physical duels. I yep. thought he's just he's still a shadow of his former self.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to worry about whether this is only momentary or this is just Luka Modric now. Because it, 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 it still surpri- surprises me a little bit that. You know, it's been so sudden this decline. He, he yeah. won the Ballon d'Or. He, he was brilliant for Croatia, and then all of a sudden, this is this is a Madrid we have right now. It's yeah. it, it's very worrying at this point because right now, when he plays, his he's it's tough to say, but he's pretty much a liability right now in the midfield for for any kind of game, Real Madrid. Play against quality opponents. Obviously, you can play him, you know, at home against some of the of the um, mediocre teams in the league and all that. But in competitive games, whenever he's been on the field, he's been a, a little bit of a liability, and not only because he's an, he's and um, defending as well as he as he was. It's just because he's in creating chances, and, and he he uh, as you mentioned, he's turning the ball over like very often now, and. I think there's a reason why Real Madrid haven't have an opportunity a contract extension for, given that his contract expires in in this summer. And I think he'll he'll be leaving unless you know he's willing to accept a a significantly uh, smaller contract and obviously you know a smaller role as well to go with it.
1: Yeah, no, and that's one thing I'm confused on because I've seen reports and I've heard people say this as well, but I'm not sure uh, how factual it is that after he won the. Salon Dior. His contract was automatically renewed a year, so now it goes to 2021. I don't know if that's if that's correct or not, but that may be a reason why we haven't heard as much. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I think it's it it had it was such a crazy fast decline. Like immediately after the World Cup, where he was the player of that tournament, and just. That whole year last year, and there's been there has been moments this year where he's improved, but overall it, it's still it's not the Luka Modric we know and love. And um, I think Zidane is gonna have to use him more sparingly, just like Barcelona did with Andres Iniesta in his last season. I think that's kinda have, how you have to use Modric yep. now. So we'll see we'll see how that rolls out. But I think the midfield obviously was was overrun a bit in the first half, and there were a lot of interesting battles. I thought a lot of kind of like little plot lines within the game and one of them at least all on our right flank was Cucurella versus Carvajal and then Neom versus Bale what what
0: did you make of those two battles? Well it was strange because I honestly with this lineup expected Real Madrid to play more of a 4-4-2 but instead you know they obviously his tendency is to play behind the striker he tends to go to the middle and all that but yeah Bale pretty much stayed on the right wing for most of the game and it didn't work well, to, to say the least. Cucarella's, uh, you know, pretty much kept him uh, in his pocket and, you know, controlled Bale overall. And for me, since we're talking about Bale a little bit right now, it's just another pretty much wasted opportunity for him because, you know, he he has all yeah. these chances to, to 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 improve his role and to gain some confidence and, you know, obviously kind of forced then to give him more minutes later in the season and he keeps like wasting these opportunities and it's a little bit of a pity but yeah and Carvajal I also saw him struggling a little bit it hasn't been an easy season for him even though I think he's improved from from last year but yeah I think the the right flank as you mentioned struggle like a lot considering that Modric kind of Tends to to play on that right right side of the field as well. The right side was a problem for Madrid today, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I want I want to build off your Bale point there because I think you make a really good point, and we we have to talk about it. I think it's come to the, this is this is the thing that frustrates Madridistas, and this yeah. is the thing that we point to every season. Is yes, Bale Bale had these moments. Yes, Bale scored the game winner in the Champions League yeah. final. Yes, Bale scored the game winner in the Copa del Rey, but. It's the consistency that we're asking for, and it's a consistency over a 38-day match uh, La Liga match day that he just doesn't bring it. It's year after year, and he, he'll get injured, and then it's three matches, and then it takes him however many weeks to get fine-tune his form and get his yeah. body feeling well, and then he plays a couple good games, and then... It, the form it's gone again and so that that's what we've seen this story over and over and over again and i think real madrid with all the drama that's happened kind of his attitude everything i think a lot of fans obviously not everyone i think there's a lot of still a lot of supporters of bale and i respect them yeah. but i think a lot of fans are at the point where it's it's just gotten old and we're sick of it and we want some fresh blood in there i think we need some fresh blood i think yeah. we need some new fresh attacking impetus and Today, like Bale was supposed to be the one. The only moment we really saw it was early off, uh, early on when Casemiro played that incredible, uh, like low driven through ball. I think it was like in the opening first five minutes uh, to Bale to kind of use his speed. And that was the only time we really saw him. Like that's why he's out there is to kind of play against that back line, yeah. stretch them, use his speed. And it never really happened. And it's just getting, it's getting frustrating watching him getting frustrated. Seeing him continue to get these starts when we have when you have guys like Brahim, like I know you're you're with me on this, Lucas. So I want to yeah, see more definitely. Brahim. Last yeah, year when he was when he played against Gatafe last year way Brahim was the star of the show, and now he's not getting any minutes. And what did Bale do today to deserve his minutes? So
0: yeah, the that's kind of my point Bale, of view. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. The thing about about Bale is that his his ceiling and his floor, like there's a massive difference. His floor is just he's invisible. When when he's not playing well, it's not that he's decent and he's contributing in some kind or or, or anything. It's just that he disappears. It's, I mean, today, it's almost, it's almost that he didn't play. Mm. It, it, he, he He's let walk through the game and it's tough because you know some other players, obviously, when they're not at their best or when whenever they're not scoring, at least they're contributing some kind. For example, we have Benzema. When he's not scoring, he's at least helping Real Madrid creating chances, keeping possession and, you know, offering some, some way out to the midfield, offering himself to receive the ball and all that. And Bale, when he's not, when he's not in that kind of mood, he's just like he's, he's, he's a ghost. He's, he's invisible.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And I think, obviously, we'll get to some of the positive performances because there were some positive individual performances today, um, particularly some folks in the back line. But I think there's, we do, we obviously talked about the midfield, we talked about Bale, but I think we should also, I thought Benzema had a quiet game, and I thought Isco also had a very,
0: very quiet
1: game. So yeah. I want to get your thoughts on those two as well.
0: Yeah, well, it was one of those performances where, where, you know, this is one of those games where Isco just, it's very tough for him to play because he, can, he cannot match Getafe's physicality. And at the same time, pretty much Real Madrid just didn't help help iskos case because you know you you could you could see that the team wasn't even Trying to to control the tempo of the game and the, the possession, yeah. so it's almost had no partners on the team to 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 you know to maximize his potential. And Benzema is but yeah, pretty much the same thing. He had no partners to to play with with him today and to keep control of the ball. And obviously Real Madrid struggle overall creating chances to some extent. So yeah, it was uh, one of those games where where you know I think other players. Would have been more more useful. I I almost expected Jovic to start alongside Benzema today, but didn't happen. So I think would, he, he would have been more helpful than either Bale or, or Isco to play against Benzema, and you know, so that he could battle with the center backs and all that. Yeah, and uh, and I mean
1: today, Isco he he didn't even. I felt like Zidane wanted him to be a little bit more disciplined tactically today and so he was kind of glued to that left wing rather than what we're used to seeing him drop in in between the lines come centrally pick up the ball almost form that diamond in midfield that we're used to and kind of play to the best of his abilities and it just it didn't happen today I think Zidane wanted to make sure he kind of closed down the wings and had Isco stuck on that left wing and I don't know. I don't think, especially against Catafé, where, where, like you said, Lucas, we didn't control much of the ball. We really didn't have any rhythm, especially in the final third. Uh, I think it, it obviously didn't get the best out of Isco, but I saw it sat, which I couldn't believe. I saw this on Twitter today that Isco has one assist in his last 51 matches for Real Madrid. That, that can't yeah. be right, can it? <laughs>
0: well, he's not. He hasn't. He has never been those one. One of those, you know, final passes yeah. and assist yeah. and assistant players like Özil, for example. You know, who yeah. who loves to 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 assist his teammates and all that. Isco is not that kind of the last passer. Isco likes to control the tempo of the game more and all that. And to be honest, his his last pass skill isn't all that brilliant. He's not a Guti or a or a Seal, yeah. who, or even a Odegaard. No, those players who who rack up assists and and like to 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 assist their teammates and all it's that. It's more than yeah. Iniesta. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly right.
1: So uh, obviously, we we kind of go over the attacking side of the game, the midfield, but there were three standouts, and we talked briefly about Thibaut Courtois, but I think we got to talk about the two centre-backs, particularly Varan, And we'll talk about Militao as well because he came in kind of ice-cold, hasn't played in a while. And I thought both of them were tremendous, especially in the second half. I thought they really locked it down. Um, And Varan coming up big with two goals.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant stuff from from both Varane and Militao, who haven't played together a lot this season. And, you know, I think Varane... May even be more comfortable defensively with Militao alongside him than, than Ramos. Maybe Ramos, even though Militao also takes his chances and, t- and, and takes some risks, I think that maybe Ramos sometimes takes too many for Varane's states. But anyway, I, I I loved what I saw from from them both. Obviously, you're you're more used to see this kind of a performance from Baran. So even though he was better than Militao, obviously. You tend to take a look at and, and, and highlight even more Militao because he's young. And he he didn't have the experience or the minutes or the, even the confidence to to play this well, and yet he did, and and he helped tremendously. And I, I'm very encouraged by by what I'm seeing from Militao, and I think Real Madrid yeah. have the player to to replace to replace Ramos in the long term.
1: I agree, and I think I think it's easy to forget how young Militao is because he's only 21 years old. Exactly. and... He yep. kind of, because of all these attacking talents and these teenagers we have, we sometimes forget that he's a part of this kind of youth revolution that we're um, he's part of that brigade of players that we brought in. And uh, he's, I mean, is how, how old's Delict? Is he 20 or 21? I mean, they're about the same age and I th- yeah. I feel like Millie Tao just goes under the radar, not as high, but he's arguably just as good or just as impressive or just as high as a ceiling as Delict and I think I think you're right. I think he could be the player to eventually be the long-term replacement for Ramos and he really he really hasn't played poorly at all this year. Maybe exactly. the Mallorca match I had a, a few uh
0: well, I like him there. He, I mean, he didn't shine, but yeah, I, uh, I I have no problems with the, with his performance against Mallorca. I, mean, I think he was at least decent or solid
1: yeah no and I so I mean that's that's the thing he's continue even even though he's I mean that's the hardest thing for players right when they're in and out of the side they don't have any rhythm yeah. it, it's easy to lose your confidence it's easy to kind of just make stupid mental errors and I think what's impressive about Millie Tao is he's even though he's in and out of the side he kind of only gets in when Ramos is suspended, Varane's injured, whatever it is they need rest he's he's playing well he's getting the job done and again he's 21 years old so I think I think that definitely needs to be highlighted. But I think he's one, earning one more last... minutes.
0: Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, I think he's earning more minutes. It's just, uh, just wanted to to point it out. I think he he probably deserved more minutes than what he got during the first half of the season. And I think more minutes are coming this way because Ramos cannot cannot keep playing as many minutes as he has been playing during the first half of the season, especially if he wants to be involved in the Olympic Games and the, and the Euro Cup next summer.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's gonna be I think Zidane's gonna to have to be he's gonna to have to be very conscious of the fact that he needs to continue to integrate all these young players and start now as the fixture congestion comes, start to really pay attention to the minutes, pay attention to how he delves them out and pay he's gonna to have to up the minutes for all these young players and uh we'll we'll see how it turns out. But one one other player I wanna talk about who we haven't Mentioned yet and get your thoughts, Lucas. Is Ferlan Mendy?
0: I liked him. I liked his, his performance. He was that run with Disco alongside Disco for a, for a, what well, could have. Been a, a, a very good counter attack for Real Madrid. It was very impressive. His speed. He obviously lacks Marcelo's creativity offensively, but we better realize that we better embrace and acknowledge that you know Real Madrid are not going to find a, a replacement for Marcelo offensively and, and and in terms of creativity. Yeah. He's just a unique player, and Real Madrid better get used to, you know, to other profiles or or, or flatbacks like Reguilon or Mendy, who, you know, re- rely a little bit more on their speed and and their physicality than than other than their creativity in in short spaces. But overall, I, I'm liking Mendy. Obviously, he made that terrible mistake against, uh, uh, I don't know who it was, but you know, forced him to lose the the game the game in Mestalla. That was a very bad mistake, but. Otherwise, I, I'm liking Mendy's season. He, I think he he's been very solid, and I think you know he could be competing with with Reguilón in the future for that starting spot. And I think Real Madrid will be fine there. Obviously, again, they they will. He's not usually, again, they they will. He's not a game changer like Marcelo. That's obvious. I mean, we need to realize that you know those players don't don't grow in trees.
1: Yeah, and I think I think Mendy's another guy who. The more he plays for Real Madrid, the more he gets comfortable. The more he shows himself, the better he does. I think there's been matches this year where he's been a little nervy, especially obviously on the offensive end of things. Um, but defensively, oh my God, he's just yeah. I, I nobody can take him on one v one. I have total confidence in him one v one. Yeah. Um, but offensively today, even I thought he was better. I thought he looked more comfortable on the on the ball. He was composed. Uh, when he when it looked like he got injured in that one play he actually Mm. did a nice little l turn to get out of a tight situation and um he managed to shrug off the injury but yeah i thought i thought he was better today and i thought i thought overall it was it was a good performance so i mean obviously the first half was it it was one of the probably poorest halves um, would you say it was one of the worst halves of the of the season so far? Obviously, forgetting the PSG match. Uh, would you say it was? I mean, it was it was up there. I think.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. It was probably up there. Yeah.
1: So and then the second half, out of nowhere, I, again it looked like Itafe may be coming out pretty strong in the first five minutes, but then Tony Cruz, we Real Madrid wins a, a free kick right outside the box. Tony Cruz curls in an inch perfect pass. And who else but Rafa Varane scores his second of the game, uh, another header, and Real Madrid are up two nothing. I mean, what did you make of that? What did you, what were your thoughts after that happened?
0: Yeah, well, uh, that pretty much wrapped the game up, I think, for Madrid because I'm, even though Getafe obviously are a very intense team who could. Who at any time, score one goal and get back in the game. I think they were they were getting a little bit tired from the from pressing, you know, tirelessly wow. during the first half. So I think that that second goal wrapped the game up and at the same time gave Madrid a little bit more confidence in their game. And you know, Real Madrid pretty much were a little bit more under control after that second goal. It helped the team a lot. And and obviously those kind of I, I, I like to call them free goals because you know you, you're not even creating them or, or or it's pretty much out of nowhere. They, it is just such a great asset to have, and, you know, those set pieces goals. In the end, they gave Real Madrid the three points today, and those are the kind of of goals you need to to win a title. As I said, to start the show.
1: Yeah, and I mean both both goals originated from a set piece, and so and that's I feel like that's an area where Real Madrid obviously they did well today but that's an area where they can continue to improve on in yeah. the future because we haven't scored that many goals from set pieces and it's actually where Getafe are most dangerous so it's surprising to see Real Madrid score both their goals off um, a set piece but i think i think one of the storylines from this match which is probably different from the obviously we've had three draws in our last match in our last three matches and even though we drew each of them you would say that Real Madrid was the superior team, that they played better, um, especially, I mean, moments against Valencia, definitely against Barcelona for the most part. And then Athletic Bilbao just extremely unlucky, hitting the bar, I think, twice yeah, and having countless opportunities. But then today, we we were, especially in the first half, we were the inferior team. Second half things kind of leveled out as after that second goal. Like you said, the game was almost over there. Uh, it was still kind of a cagey physical battle where Real Madrid didn't play that well, but in the end they won three
0: nothing. I mean, what what does that say about this team? <laughs> it's it's very difficult because in the end, if you if you don't take a look at the scoreboard and all that, you feel way more encouraged about the last three games than about this one. But at the same time, this is again this is La Liga and this is a competition you win with consistency, and this is a competition you win with. Victories earned through struggles. You know Barcelona won against Getafe in the, in the very last minute in a game they were they even they didn't even deserve to to probably draw. And these are the three points that you need to win in order to to win the title. So in the end, you kind of forget about the performance and and, and move on and enjoy just enjoy the three points and obviously praise Thibaut Courtois and, and acknowledge his what a what a presence he was today.
1: I agree, and I think I I was surprised by some of the in game changes that Zidane made because today he went with I, I, let me let me let me rephrase that I think I liked the substitution. I like that he brought on Vinicius Jr. because I think you want someone direct somebody who can dribble at that back line stretch that back line and then I loved the fact that he finally got Fede Valverde in there but I was surprised to see him take out Tony Cruz. Um. So, Luke, did you were you surprised by that? And what did you make yeah. of their those two performances? Because uh, overall, I, well, I want to get your thoughts. I don't want to influence it in any way.
0: <laughs> yeah. In, in the end, I thought that maybe Zidane was trying to to get Hetafe tired and then take advantage of their of, of their fatigue with more physical players like Valverde and Vinicius and you know. Yeah. It, it, it kind of makes sense to be, to be honest, because Isco is the player to move the ball constantly and to make Hetaf run and all that, and then Vinicius would take advantage of, of the fatigue. So, it, 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 kind of makes sense, even though obviously I, I probably also expected to, if Valverde was to come on, which I think was the right substitution, I would probably have taken Modric off as well. Yeah, and I mean, so Valverde,
1: obviously he comes in. I thought both he and Vinicius were a little bit quiet in at least the first 10 minutes or so of their cameo. But then uh, Valverde, right at the end, we had six minutes of stoppage time and he was part of that play where Mendy makes the Meg. I think it was Jovic who actually started the play and then uh, burst down the flank and unselfishly, he probably could have gone for goal himself, but unselfishly. Just slotted it across goal for Luka Modric to yeah. tap in the third and kind of just finish this game off once and for all. So uh, that was that was good to see from
0: Fede Valverde yeah great teammate move from Valverde to to allow modric to to have that kind of goal because i again i think he scores that kind of chance 9 out of 10 opportunities probably it was a, a fairly uh, manageable chance for for a professional football player so yeah but, but it, was, <laughs> it, 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 it was the right pass and it was the right play because yeah. there's no way modric misses that and if you know if if sorja makes a very good ch- a very good save there's a chance he he, he he, Valverde ends up missing that chance, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, I think I mean, so obviously a lot of people are are frustrated with the minutes Jovic has been getting, and um, I think I mean Zidane obviously was asked last last press conference if he wanted another striker, and he said no, no, I do not need another striker, and I, Kian, and maybe it was yourself as well. We we're talking about the fact that. even if we signed another striker it it would be a waste they would just sit on the bench I mean Jovic is a quality quality striker and he's just not getting the minutes because Benzema's been playing so so well this year and I thought though maybe this was a game Benzema was like you said he was disconnected it's more of a game for just a poacher to get on the end of something anything that that falls out, anything that we whip into the box. I thought maybe this was a game where Jovic could have gotten some more minutes. What do you what do you make of his situation? What do you think I guess this is another one where in twenty twenty as we as the fixture congestion comes, he, he's gonna need some more minutes.
0: Yeah, I agree about Jovic, but I think that his presence would have helped Benzema, so I would have, I wouldn't have bench Benzema here. Maybe Isco or Bale and play more of a of a 4-4-2. So I think his presence would have helped Benzema a lot. But yeah, I I agree with you about you know Jovic overall needed more needed more minutes because obviously strikers need a lot of confidence and and, and that's why why Jovic probably isn't. Contributing all that much and ma- or making that big of an impact this season is just because he's struggling getting minutes. But the Copa del Rey could do wonders for him, and, or some other manageable games. Even the Spanish Super Cup, I don't know what that yeah. mentality is going to be facing the Spanish Super Cup. I don't know if he's going to go all in for it, or or if he's going to to allow the youngsters to play. It's just a mystery right now. So, yeah, I think minutes are coming Jovic's way one way or another because in the end. There are some so many Copa del Rey's games co- coming up, and and obviously the Champions League as well. So Zidane will will have to find in minutes.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean one thing I, I don't and maybe this is kind of an unconventional thought, but one thing I would like to see is I think Benzema. I mean, if you put if you let's say you substitute in and you substitute him for Isco in this match, and the last twenty minutes you have Benzema just play kind of that left wing number 10 role, I think he can play that well fine for final 20 minutes and have Jovic play the, as the uh, um, the, pin, the starting point of the striker. I mean, I think that uh, we haven't seen Saddam try that out. And I, I would be curious to see how that would work. I mean, I think I, Benzema can play that role, no
0: problem. Yeah, I, I agree. I expected, you know, I expected that kind of move from from Zidane as soon as as Real Madrid signed Jovic, obviously not from the get-go and not for 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 every for every match, but yeah. in some in some situations when Hazard is out, like like today, or you know, just when Bale, or, or or just when this game isn't like perfect. Perfect for either Modric nor Iško. So, yeah, I think Modric and I uh, Modric, uh, Benzema and Jović can play together very well. Even though obviously the, the the last sample you got was the the away game against Mallorca, which was very encouraging. So maybe that's that's the reason why you know Zidane is a little bit reluctant to to give that another another try in in, uh, in ninety minutes. Obviously, for for ten or fifteen or twenty minutes it can work, and he's tried he's tried it in the past. But from the get go, I think it's since since Mallorca. Since since Real Madrid haven't tried that. Yeah, I mean, and you you talked about it briefly before.
1: Lucas is we're now moving in after this match. We're moving into the Super Copa, which is in Saudi Arabia. Um, mm. And I mean, what are you, if you were Zidane, what would you be doing with these games? Because personally, I mean, I I, I think they're of no value.
0: I agree. I agree with you, and I think uh, Zidane should probably just use the the youngsters. I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as saying that I would play with Castilla and the youngsters like I mean like I would have done you know, against, against Bruce for example but I will give minutes to players like Brahim, Vinicius, Rodrigo, again Valverde and the, the, maybe James if he's available to, to play again. Yeah. So, so yeah, these, these are the games where I should I would try some some different players and youngsters and try to give them confidence in Jovic as well.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, like you said, I think it's an opportunity to get James' fitness levels back, Marcelo, get his fitness levels back. Yeah. Um, obviously in the midfield it's tough for us because we just have yeah. so few midfielders that it's, it's hard to rotate that, those positions heavily but again, there's, we, we could use Hamas there and yeah. definitely definitely, I think this is an opportunity to just give Jovic a run of minutes, just let go um, and Brahim, like you said I'd love to see Brahim get some minutes apparently, um, Angel Torres the Catafe president after the match today said They've asked for Brahim on loan, um, and it was a positive conversation with with Florentino Perez. But um, everything we've seen from Brahim's side of, is he wants to stay. He, he's not backing down. He wants to fight for minutes. So we'll see if his position changes at all this this winter. Um, but I, I'm, I'm I mean Lucas, I know you like. It. I I'm with you. I really like. I was so impressed with what he did last season.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think he would have been so useful in 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 some scenarios this season, especially on the on the right wing. Because let's face it, Real Madrid are struggling a little bit in that position, and I think Brian can can play can play it perfectly. Of course, Rodrigo has contributed a lot this season there, and but. We are starting to see that he is not that entirely comfortable playing on the right wing. So maybe you know I, I expected Brian to to have a, a bigger role decision, especially after he, he he was one of the dance regulars to to end last year. So yeah, um, but I don't I don't think he will. And even though. Even though he wants to stay, I, I, don't, think he, I don't think his situation will, will, will change anytime soon, barring any, any kind of high, highlighted performance in the in coming in the Copa del Rey or the Spanish Super Cup.
1: Yeah, and let, let's say he does move on loan this winter, for me, Katete would not be the place I would want him to go to, just because okay. I don't think those, that team fits his characteristics best. What? Where, in, if you, let's say you were to go to a team in La Liga, where, where would you like to see him end up?
0: Interesting question. I think Villarreal will be good for him. I don't know if he'll have enough to start there. Probably he would. But, yeah, teams like Villarreal will be, yeah. will be great for him. I think Villarreal in particular will be... Will be very very good for him because I think he would struggle a little bit getting getting the minutes he needs in Sevilla, for example. Sevilla would be a, yeah. also a great team, but I don't think he'll have enough to to start there. Maybe maybe he maybe he will because we don't know what Lopetegui thinks about him. But I think those teams like Sevilla or Villarreal would be perfect. Maybe, even Betis, maybe maybe Betis would be great as well. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good shout as well.
1: <laughs> well, Lucas, I think. I think we've covered most of it. Do you have anything else you want to talk about this game or about Real Madrid before we head into the Supercopa?
0: No, I just maybe I just think that Courtois deserves another shout out and, and, and you know just finally let the let every Real Madrid fan acknowledge and, and embrace the He's having a very fine season. Not only he played well today, I think his season overall deserves to be mentioned and, and deserves he deserves credit for what he's doing because obviously I am the first to say that you know he was a little bit disappointing that last mm-hmm. season. So, so but that doesn't doesn't prevent me from saying that he he was he's been very good so far this season and Real Madrid have a very good defensive record so far in La Liga because he he's been playing great. Yeah,
1: no, I I'm a hundred percent with you. I mean, when I I I had the immediate reaction today, and the first line I wrote in there was, "Let's all just tip our caps to Thibaut Courtois because he Chapman. made this result happen." And I think he has and he's received a lot of criticism, including from myself and a lot of Madrid fans. And it, I feel like he was a player that's it, he's hard to love, especially coming off Igor Casillas and then Keylor Navas. Mm-hmm. It, he's just I don't know what is it is about him, but He's got this, uh, maybe it's his personality, his aura, whatever it is, but he doesn't have that, you don't, you're not immediately, yeah. like a, a, you don't have this feeling for him, and I think lately with his performances, he's winning the hearts of Real Madrid fans, and this season, he's been much, much improved. Last year, obviously, like you said, it did not go well, uh, but today, especially, he was just tremendous, so... Yeah, I think that's a good way to sign off. Give credit to Thibaut Courtois. Give him the shout out he deserves. So, uh, that's a, that's a good call there, Lucas. Uh, I appreciate you doing this, uh, last minute notice with me and taking the time (laughs) to give our listeners a quick post-game show. So, Lucas, thank you.
0: Thank you, man. No problem.
1: Ala Madrid. Madrid.